The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Get in on the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code SBNFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. That's code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Bonus issued as bonus bets opt-in required one bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing college basketball bet up to ten dollars eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms second down and 14 pocket collapses again on stafford and he is going to pitch it and the ball is on the ground minnesota scoops it up and on his way into the end zone is to neil hunter that is a touchdown Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man, Flip Mozzie, giving you 15 minutes of reaction after the game on Sunday. The Minnesota Vikings moved to 5-3-1, defeating the Detroit Lions 24-9. A fantastic game for the defense. We're here to break down the entire contest, what we liked, what we didn't, after slaying a division rival, keeping pace in the tight NFC North. Chicago got an easy win over Buffalo today. Green Bay is playing tonight against New England. We're not waiting or really caring that much about that game because our team, the Vikings, got that W. So let's get into how our Purple got the job done. This one mattered too, given the current situation. The NFC North is jumbled. That's why this game was important. One of these four teams is going to get hot down the stretch, enter the playoffs with momentum, maybe even two teams. The Vikings hoped to be one of them. They had to elevate against an important divisional foe, and they did. Eyes didn't glaze over like last week against New Orleans. If the Vikings want a home playoff game, well, then they need to win at home. They did that today. In a Daniil Hunter breakout game, the stud defensive end was everywhere today. Three and a half sacks with a scoop and score. Game-wrecking performance by the defensive stud should be a household name, but isn't. You could see the smiles on that face. Hunter, the third-round pick out of LSU, flashed from the start of his career and worked his butt off to get here, to have a game like he did today. A Zimmer product, an Andre Patterson product, an athlete who focused on getting back to double-digit sacks in 2018. He's already there. Final stat line today, nine tackles, three and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Big game, Hunter. Hunter headlined an incredible defensive performance, led by not just him, but the entire defensive line. Sack daddy Everson Griffin brought down the quarterback twice. Tom Johnson was in on three sacks of Stafford. Even Stephen Weatherly got one to his name. Detroit saw some early success on offense, put together a long scoring drive, but that drive ended in a sack, and from there on out, they couldn't get anything going. The Lions never entered the end zone. On offense, we'll dive into it later, but overall the offense was good, not great. Had some chances to put this game away after an encouraging start. They just couldn't get it done. 
still, there was plenty to like. I mean, Kirk, for how up and down his day was, only had four incompletions. Dalvin Cook made that splash play on the Vikings' second touchdown drive. Laquan Treadwell and Chad Beebe made some noise. We needed them to. A strong division win puts our Vikings in the driver's seat after the bye week. They're set to press the gas pedal, push it all the way down during a stretch that'll define the 2018 season. Looking at some of the matchups that define the game, we got to focus on how Minnesota sprung out to that early lead. The running backs whooped up on Detroit's linebackers early. It was a mix of tough interior running and factoring into the pass game. Detroit came into Sunday focused on taking away Adam Thielen, but didn't cover well underneath. Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray accounted for half of the yards on the opening touchdown drive, found space, and went down near the goal line. Vikings just ran it straight at them. Tay Train touchdown. Now, when the Lions had the ball, they also tested our linebackers and safeties in coverage early. Whether it was tight ends or running backs, they were going against Eric Kendricks, Eric Wilson, and Ben Gideon. In fact, I don't think the Lions targeted a receiver until their second drive. It worked some, but not enough. Combine that with Detroit's dedication to the run game led to a lot of third and longs for them. Most importantly, our purple defense didn't give up big plays. You can't dink and dunk your way into the end zone against those guys. Finally, we gotta talk about that trench battle. Detroit's offensive line looked to be holding up in the pass game early, especially on that first drive, and it paid dividends for them. Gave Stafford time to move the ball effectively, but when it mattered in the red zones, the Vikings got there with a stunt. Richardson sacked to force the field goal, and the hits kept coming. With 10 sacks, a franchise record, the Vikings won the trenches. That alone made up for all the offensive issues. They're still there. I try to not be too critical, but they're still only putting up 17 points a game. Still putting the game in question, leading to short fields in Week 9. Both turnovers were just completely boneheaded, forced to feel in late into play, lack of focus by Cook on the toss. The difference this time is that the team bounced back. When Kirk threw a bad interception, the defense came right back. How Detroit to a field goal. When our guys lost a fumble, the D, again, took it right back, took it to the house. That's what we need to see when the games aren't clean. Don't put your head down, man up, and rest the momentum back with a big play. Well done, Vikings. Now, it wasn't all bad on offense. That first drive was phenomenal. They took advantage of a slippery kick, got good field position after Martin messed up the opening kickoff. Murray and Cook running hard behind a line that just looks better run blocking rather than pass blocking. Treadwell flashed early and actually ended up leading the team in receiving yards. Zimmer went for it again on fourth down. Chad Beebe making back-to-back -back plays. Then come on, ride the train. Choo-choo, ride it. Murray in for the score. Fun touchdown drive with multiple weapons involved. And the second scoring drive, too. Dalvin Cook goes off. Clean hole he burst through. Ooh, that hamstring looked good. 70 yards on the first down run. He was a factor today. The run game alleviated impact from the passing game woes, and there, there he is. 
Cousins to Adam Thielen on the easy toss for the touchdown. Much needed score. Cook looked fresh, almost broke the whole damn thing off. Let's make sure we give the offensive line credit too. They were good on all three of that drive's plays. Also great to see. We also actually saw a two-minute drill, almost. It generated points, so it counts, but still felt like a little bit of a letdown. First, Marcus Sherrills returns the punt 24 yards into Lion territory. Kirk finds Laquan streaking down to the 25 on first down. They're in field goal range. Then Treadwell forces the defensive holding penalty. Now go for the freaking end zone. You're on the Detroit 25, 28 seconds with three timeouts. Instead, just some weird play calls. First, a handoff to Dalvin Cook. Then a three-yard inside curl to Thielen out of formation with two running backs. And Latavius Murray is the deep route? I mean, what? Weird time to get conservative. It just feels like the play calling puts the offense to sleep and they never wake back up. Danny Isadora gives up a sack on the next play. Bailey hits a 39-yard field goal, and that was the last we heard from our offense. Absolute no-show in the second half. Only good drive ended in a fumbled toss on second and six from the Detroit 20. It's just completely confusing with the timing on some of these calls. Sure, it was nice to see those secondary weapons get involved. Even Kyle Rudolph had a nice freaking grab to convert third and ten. Aldrich Robinson dropped a great throw by Cousins that would have changed everything. But nine weeks in, the offense still needs to improve. Of course, as the offense got softer, the defense got louder. They let up on the first field goal as Detroit marched. Then they let up another field goal drive on a short field. Then they forced four punts in a row. And at that point, Matt Stafford was shell-shocked. Sick of being chased and hit and sacked all day. Let's get these numbers down. On 46 dropbacks, Matt Stafford got hit 17 times, sacked 10 times. That's incredible work by the Vikings defensive line. All that pressure when forced to scramble again on second and 14, Stafford tries a stupid late toss to carry on Johnson. Johnson isn't ready. Daniil Hunter is. He chased Stafford, then he chased Johnson, then he chased the ball, scooped, and scored. Put U.S. Bank into a frenzy and ended this game. Now, before we wrap up, we need to do a little head count on the injuries here. Xavier Rhodes looked like that ankle was still bothering him. Great to see him out there. Players play. Dalvin Cook looked healthy. Oh, that's a good feeling. Hopefully, he's shaken off that rust and we'll have RB1 fully back in Week 11. Let's also remember that Riley Reef and Linval Joseph were playing through injuries today. Reef's foot bothering him. He looked to play solid. Linval Joseph made a couple plays, but looked like he was on a limited snap count. Hopefully, he's fully back, too. Adam Thielen popped up with a calf issue during that game. We do not like that. Not with Stephon still healing those ribs. Uh-uh, that has got to go away. And David Morgan hurt his knee. That didn't look good. So I know Jason and Luke are holding their breath to see what the final verdict is. Hopefully, he can get back this year. Tyler Conklin, his backup, hasn't done much to impress. 
Then, of course, there's all the inactives, Tom Compton, Stephon Diggs, Anthony Barr, Andrew Sandejo. Man, would it be nice to have a healthy squad this late in the year? For the last three weeks, it's just felt like every opponent has been healthier than us. If this team is at 100%, do not doubt them. They'll make some noise. There's just too much talent not to. I'm guessing a lot will be made of Thielen's quiet four-catch 22-yard day. Did he miss Diggs? Does the entire offense need Diggs to open things back up? I mean, Stefan is my guy, but we need context here. The secondary weapons played great. Thielen made plays when open. The offense only stuttered when making bad decisions or on silly play calls. They're forcing it into Adam. Why? When everyone else is playing well. Diggs will help immensely, but to just wait for him to come back? That would be a missed opportunity. Kirk needs to stop with that tunnel vision. much has been said about Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen this year. We keep on forgetting this team's coach is Mike Zimmer. We watch a defensive brand of football that works best when they're shutting down good offenses and their own offenses avoiding turnovers. Yeah, there are roster holes on the offensive side of the ball because the defense is a large group of game wreckers. Too many defensive linemen to dress on game day. Incredible depth at linebacker and in the secondary. This isn't a team that can win a shootout. This isn't a team that's designed to win a shootout. Might that be a problem down the road? Sure, but for now, if we're talking about the Vikings, the conversation starts and ends with the defense. When they're on, there's no stopping them. You see Rhodes battling, making play through injuries. Zimmer dialing up blitzes, sacks for Mackenzie Alexander, Holton Hill making third down stops. You see Eric Wilson pressuring the quarterback, Eric Hendricks all over the field. So that's where we are heading into the bye week. A solid offense with more to improve. A defense that started slow but's becoming dominant. The division is all that matters now. Season has had some solid wins, frustrating losses, but there's no looking back. Minnesota got a big win today, avoided what would have been a catastrophic loss instead of back-to-back -back losses headed into the bye week, licking their wounds. That's what the Lions are doing. Our Vikings have changed the narrative. It's about their defense, not offense this week. They whip it into shape at home, got a win before the bye, and now they ride. Heal up and dive into the second half ready to dominate. Ready to be that hot NFC North team and streak into the playoffs. They dismiss one rival and will reload for the next two. Our Vikings must bring everything down the stretch. Can't wait to see y'all after the bye. Skull Bikes. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. 
But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.